Welcome to the Real Estate Trainer Podcast with your host, Brian Eisenhower. This podcast is brought to you by Eisenhower Coaching and Consulting. ICC provides customized and structured coaching and training programs for real estate agents and team leaders, representing many of the top producing agents in North America. ICC also offers broker and owner consulting on agents recruiting, training, and retention. For more info, visit EisenhowerCoaching.com or find us on Facebook. So that's a way you, that's why I say this is the most popular because you can make the most contacts this way. You really can if you do it this way. You can make a ton of them and you can do it a bunch of different ways. You can be creative, you can have fun with it. So it's a really cool thing. We've talked about all the different ways you can contact your sphere of influence, right? Your SOI. And we've talked about the importance of making contacts. And you've heard me say, I want 100 contacts a year on your on every member of your sphere of influence, right? So if you've got 300 people in there, I want to contact them 100 times. Now, if you don't remember, don't freak out. Like 50 of those are like through social media posts and stories and, you know, and things like that. And then we're also going to do the rest through, you know, a, a multitude of different communication channels, whether it be, you know, direct message or email or text or mailer phone call or in-person drop-bys, you know, or things like that. And so believe it, we don't want to get any restraining orders on people. And we've talked about a different bunch of different, so we've got to do it in a nice way and we don't want to do it, you know, we don't want to call someone a hundred times a year. So we want to diversify our communication channels. That's one thing, but we want to keep the frequency up because that's how we keep our mind share. So the problem has always been, because I think everyone tells you to do this, right? And I'm going to solve the problem because no one wants to do it because no one wants to be that guy, right? No one wants to be the guy that's like, hey, I'm Brian. Have you thought about buying or selling real estate today? Like no one wants to be that person. And guess what? You're going to be happy to know I don't want you to be that person either. We always want to make with our sphere of influence, we want to always make contacts in a way that come from contribution or you're going to turn them off and they're not going to be in your SOI anymore. So we've got to find ways to add value to them at all times. And that's the key. So we're always trying to add value. We're trying to come from contribution. We're not trying to annoy. It's quite the opposite. So when you hear people saying make contacts, I get some of those salesman-like contacts where you're asking for things from people you don't know. Maybe you're calling expired listings, okay? Because you're just siphoning through hundreds, if not thousands of people over the course of time, trying to find the one person that needs you. Yes, I would like to list. And you're going to get a whole bunch of people who don't care that you annoyed them in the meantime. Fizbo's same thing. 90% of Fizbo's hate you. <laughs> you know, they, they don't think realtors are worth anything. They're so pleasant to talk to. Until you find that one who's done trying to do it on their own and is ready to list with an agent, right? So again, these are people you don't know. Your, your sphere of influence, these are your book of business. These are people you know. So it's really, really important that when we contact them, we give something, we come from contribution, we add value because we don't want to turn them off. We certainly don't want to get restraining orders. We want them to be happy the next time they see you. They, we don't want them dodging you in the grocery store. We want them to like you. So with that being said, so you know, over the time of, of coaching and training agents for decades now, um, over three of them, I have seen it is a very small percentage of agents, ridiculously small, like less than 1% of agents, that will actually do anything to purposefully reach out to members of their SOI, anything. 
you might post something on social media, but you're not going to reach out to communicate directly without some compelling reason to, like a direct message or a text or a phone call or something like that. Mass communication, maybe. But it's very rare to find an agent that will do that. And we've talked about some of the different ways you can do that. I'm going to now, I've talked about what I believed was the best way, the most effective way. And I've talked about different ways that effectively grow your SOI by doing it. I've talked about the cheapest, easiest way to make the most contacts, social media. Today, I want to talk to you about the most popular way. In other words, it's the way that you come from contribution and that you all will enjoy. And it applies to all of you. So bear with me. And, and, and I honestly think that this next method was invented only a few years ago, maybe five or 10 years ago, was it actually systematized and made popular. And that is the idea of some sort of event. It was events were created and, and these could be virtual events, online events, contests, charitable events, client events. We'll, we'll get into all the different ways you can categorize events. But what they become is invitations to something and people like invitations to something. So the reason events were really formalized for real estate agents was so that we had an excuse to reach out to people. It was because of this problem that we could not find reasons to contact our people that weren't harassing salesman-like asking and taking conversations. It was how do we give? No one has a problem with being invited to a party or inviting to participate in something especially when there's no obligation to agree or disagree or say yes or no or whatever. And not to mention, all the while, you often get categorized as someone who gives a lot back to the community. So if you do want to be that person that helps the local community, there's tons of opportunities to do that. And it doesn't have to cost you any money if you do it right. I'm gonna explain you how to do that. So it doesn't have to cost you any money as well. And most importantly, it can be almost all the contacts you need to make to your SOI for an entire year, okay? So let me show you first, I'm gonna kind of back into this, I'll bring this back up in a minute. Well, hang on, I'm not gonna do it that way. I wanna start with the rule first. This is the cardinal rule of client events, okay? I've been coaching these for a while. I'm the one who, who like systematized them first, I believe, as far as I know. And I've seen people that have good events and bad events. And, and the events is not, I don't care how good of an event organized you are, this is not about the event. I don't care how good you are at throwing parties. In fact, that's probably a detriment. Here's why. The way you screw up on client events is you focus everything on the event and not about the contacts leading up to the event. I have lots of people that have events and send out one mailer and maybe a social media post for that event. That is a catastrophically horrible event because the whole point of the event is to make contacts. The whole reason we're having the client event is we need to stay in touch with our sphere of influence 50 times a year on social media and 50 times a year through all the other communication channels. So we have to make 100 touches total throughout the year. So if we're going to do that, we got to we got to you know, we got to not offend and we got to maximize every single client event that we put in place. And I showed you, oh, you know, a few sessions ago when we were talking about our annual database contact plans, all the different annual plans, the ways we can sort out a hundred contacts. And you'll see that the most verbose ones, the probably the easiest to swallow ones were the ones that had four client events a year, one a quarter, like one every three months. Okay. Now you could have one a year, you could have two a year, you could have three a year, four a year, you know how to count and so on and so on. Four a year, I've got a, you know, a lot of clients of our company that have four a year. I think my wife has like six a year. 
It's constant. She's always inviting people, always giving back. I can't tell you how many awards she gets because she's giving back. What the public doesn't realize is that she's doing it all selfishly. It's so she can make contacts. So you're actually weaving this need to make the world a better place with your own personal greed. <laughs> Which is, if you can tie those two together and make those two ships sail in the same direction, life is good, man. I'm not joking. Because you take your own success and tie it to doing good in the world, it's a fabulous thing. It really is. I make joking about the greed and stuff, but you get it. That's just to get your attention. But that's the idea. So we want to have that type of mindset in place. We need to take advantage of those contacts. Let me give you an idea here about what I mean, okay? So I want to show you, this is just for one event, guys. This is just for one event. So here's a client event contact plan here, okay? And this is actually in one event, I like to see you get 15 contacts out of one event, okay? 15. That's 15 of your 100, right? So if you did four of these a year, you would get 60 contacts out of your 100 right there. That's all you'd probably need to make other than just social media posts and stories. It'd be that easy, okay? But again, this is a three-month lead-up. You can see this is week 12, which is three months prior to the event. And then we have a few post-event touches. And you can see in parentheses out here, the number one, the number two, the number three. Those are the number of contacts that you're gonna make all the way down to 15 contacts. That's a thank you letter, okay? So what you're doing is three months out, it's kind of weird to invite people to an event, but you can send out a save the date email and a save the date mailer, okay? So an email to save the date and a mailer just to save the date, not even a formal invitation yet. And then you can roll into your SOI invitation phone calls, right? Maybe you do five per day until you're done. And you're gonna see every single week you've got Continue SOI phone calls. Continue SOI phone calls. Because you're only doing, you know, two to five a day. And what you're going to do is you're going to call them. If they don't answer, you're going to text them an invitation. Okay? And that invitation is going to be a small, and we're going to talk about this more in a minute too, but it's a small JPEG that is, let me take us off this. It's a small little JPEG or PNG file that's going to contain the who, what, why, where, when, and how for the event. It's everything they need to know on one little square image. That way you can quickly text it to somebody and they can save it in their phone. Or you can send it in a direct message to them on Facebook. Or you can post it on Facebook. Or you can send it to your mailing company and they can create a mailer out of it because it's already an image. And it's gonna be like your logo, your contact information, when the event is, where the event is, what it's about, everything you need to know. How to RSVP, on one little square marketing image. That is the first thing we do after we pick a date, theme, and location, which we're gonna talk about how to do that. We create this magical marketing image because we're gonna use that over and over again, especially if we call or text each person to tell them to save the date in the first month or two. And then once we get about a, you know two to two months to one month close to the event, we can actually start turning those save the date contacts into formal invitation contacts. And most of the time, they're not going to answer the phone. I'd say 75% of the time, they won't answer. So then we text them. Even if they do answer the phone, we're still going to say, hey, I just sent you over an image. Save the date. I'd love to see you there if you can. No pressure if you can't. So we always send that image. That image has got to be loaded in everything we do. Okay. that It's all about that image. That's why you got to get on canva.com canva.com and become a wizard on there so you learn how to create your own marketing images anyone can do that right if you, i don't care how artsy you are 
you can create a quick marketing image on canva.com. And that's going to be everything that's contained about your event. Okay. And so we're going to make the phone call. We're going to send the event. We're going to text it, you know, whether they answer or not. All right. So let me go back to the, to the, to the plan so I can show you that again. So again, we're back to our client event contact plan and you can see, so we start three months out and then, you know, in, in week 10, now we're going to send the save the date to our SOI with a direct personal message on Facebook. So we diversify our communication channel and we continue with our SOI calls. Week nine, we're going to do a, maybe, maybe now we're going to mail a formal invitation. We've already mailed a save the date. Now we're going to mail the formal invitation. That's touch number five. And we're going to continue with our SOI invitation calls because it's hard to make those take time, right? Texts or calls. Week eight, now we're inside of two months. We're going to send a formal invitation email to the same people. Then we're going to continue our SOI calls. We're always going to continue the SOI calls. So I'm going to stop saying that now. Week seven, formal invitation to your SOI with direct personal message on Facebook. We sent them a save the date up here on Facebook. Now, a month later, we're sending them a formal invitation. Remember, this is about mind share. So we're trying to stay in front of them and show them how much we give and that we're being inclusive and inviting them to something, okay? Then we're gonna post the event invitation on our business page. Then we're gonna post it on our personal page. Then we're gonna send a reminder email, um, maybe a bulk text event reminder three weeks before. So we text it to everybody through bulk text, okay? Then we might do a slide dial straight to voicemail reminder, voice message the week before. Hey, just wanna remind you guys coming up. It's our photos with Santa event. So it goes right to their voice message right then the final week we might do another event reminder email to remind them it's coming then repost all the event information on all of our pages on social media and then after it's over we send a thank you email out that's going to have like maybe some some video of the event to everybody even the people didn't show up thank you all for attending here's a video of the event maybe a bunch of photos from the event maybe if it was a charitable event how much money you raised to you know, you know, what you did for the community, things like that. And then a thank you letter or mailer or something to everybody that has nice photos and images of everything. That's 15 touches, right? Lastly, we're going to want to Facebook post the event photos. This is really important, guys. So you want to do a post with like 100 photos from the event. And then you're going to tag every single person that showed up at the event in that post. And that's a little social media magic. Because what happens is, if you tag 100 people in a post, that's 100 people that are going to see it, look at it, scroll through all the photos, and that, and they're going to be doing it for like a week. So that post will live on Facebook for like a week, floating around, because all those people are friends with you. Obviously, make the post public. All their friends are going to see it. Everybody's going to see how much you do. Everyone's been included. Everyone's getting a thank you all for all attending. So everyone that showed up, is gonna get tagged in that post. And they're all gonna look through it and they might even share some photos or tag themselves in certain photos, things like that. So your event just becomes huge. You've been marketing this for three months and people are gonna think you've had five different events. They're gonna, they're gonna worship you for all you do for the community. And you're not gonna offend anyone because all you're doing is inviting people to your event. You're not asking them for anything other than come if you want to, okay? So that's three months you made 15 contacts, you did not. And I'm telling you, if you have a hard time making these types of contacts, I don't know, I think I'd rethink your attitude or your career, one or the other, because these are not hard to make. You're just inviting people to a party. You're not even demanding they say yes or anything. You're like, well, just come if you can make it. It doesn't matter because you're not, you don't care about the event.
All you care about is making the contact. So they don't know that. I mean, all you're trying to do, I mean, I can't, I, I'll, I'll make fun of my wife again. One time my, my wife has this coffee truck event where she had a coffee truck come up and give free coffee away on, I think it was Mother's Day or something. I don't know. And it rained that day and no one showed up except for my mom, which was funny. There was one person who showed up, my mom, and I'm, no one else showed up. They were expecting like 200 people. They gave out like one cup of coffee to my mom who was so ecstatic, you know, who probably stayed there for two hours. But the point of the matter is, my wife was bummed about it. Man, it was a disaster of an event. You know, it never rains. It's Southern California, what's going on, you know? And my response was, hey, how many contacts did you make on your contact plan? She said, 13. I'm like, great! Because I always say you gotta be between 10 and 15. I mean, I'd rather see 15 if you're gonna go through the trouble of having an event, might as well get 15 contacts out of it. But don't do it if you're going to do less than 10 contacts. Don't do that. To me, that's just a complete waste of an event. Your success is determined by her 13 contacts. The fact that you didn't have to buy that many cups of coffee actually makes it a cost-effective event because no one knows that you didn't have anyone show up except for possibly my mother. But it's, a, it's what we call a come-and-go event. So if you're worried about a low turnout, then have a come-and-go event. A come and go event means people can come and go whenever they want to, like photos with Santa, photos with the Easter Bunny, a pumpkin patch, a coffee truck or a food truck. People come and go at different times over the course of a three or four day period. So they can come at a spot when there's not many people there or they can come when it's really packed. So they don't really know how successful the event was when they're come and go. If you want to be risky and make yourself have a lot of work, have a full blown like sit down dinner event. That's, I don't like those. You can do them, but they're risky. What if no one shows? And they're expensive, and just a lot of work, and I don't know. I don't see the point. The point is, make it easy, make it come and go so it's convenient for them. It'll make it cheaper and takes the pressure off because I don't really care if anyone shows up to your stupid event. That's not what this is about. What I care about is do you make the contacts leading up to it? One of my favorite things to do is do a client event contact plan like the one I just showed you, which I'll give to you. You can download it to the side here. Don't even make it your event. <laughs> Piggyback off someone else's. This is your like this. I mean, not another not another real estate agent. That would be really weird, but I'd be impressed. Um, but I wouldn't do that. Um, but like what you could do is like a charitable function. Like, you know, let's say that um, there's a canned food drive to feed the homeless by your local homeless shelter. Just reach out to them and say, hey man, I'm looking to you know give back to the community through my network of clients and people. Can I kind of promote your event to my people? They're always gonna be like, heck yeah, you can, <laughs> you know? So I would just put my logo on all their marketing materials and send it out to my people. Put it on Facebook, just make it your event. Hey, the, can the homeless shelter, canned food drive. Hey, you know, we're trying to, we'll even come collect them. We'll drop off bags of your house or things like that. So you piggyback off their events. You know, maybe they're trying to get a lot of people to some, the Boys and Girls Club is having a kid's carnival and they want a lot of people to show up. You just make it your event. Tell them you're gonna do it. They're always gonna say yes. And then market the heck out of it leading up to their event day. Maybe a big blood drive put on by the local hospital. There's a big blood shortage right now, I guess. So you really market the blood drive. Heck, I've even had clients who've actually had the mobile blood donate or the blood van come out. Make sense? I've had people bring the TSA Checkpoint van out. That's a good one if you can get that. Everybody needs to get the TSA checked. And if they bring the van to you, all you got to do is like go to that van and next thing you know, you are get to the TSA line and the airlines. It's hard to get them to come out though.
but I've seen, I've had a couple clients do it. So things like that come and go, make it help people, make it come from contribution. But I love the idea of piggybacking on charitable events. I've had people do it like that, you know, large homeowners associations um, where they put on events and you market it for them. I've had people do it with PTAs. My wife does it for a soccer club. There's a very large soccer club that has probably a thousand kids and all their parents. And they're always promoting events and fundraisers. And my wife says, hey, I'll help sponsor it by promoting. And they have a big carnival or a festival at her at our kids' private school. They have a big festival that she sponsors and promotes. So it's a bunch of events she does, but is she really doing them all? No. She's just saying, I'm going to drive attendance. I'll help market it for you. She doesn't even need to sponsor and pay money. Like, just say, I'll market it for you. I'll market it to my people. I want to give back, and I'd rather give back by activity than just throwing money at things. And it's kind of part of my mission and my business plan this year. So um, how about I market your event? I'll send out emails, I'll send out mailers, I'll promote it on social media. You know, how do I get them to sign up or RSVP? Let me know and I'll, I'll push that out there. So now you're really doing well and the public doesn't know if it's your event or not. Quite frankly, they don't care. They're gonna think it is. I promise you that. They're gonna think it is. A lot of clients in the winter time do coat drives, canned food drives, endless ways to do that, okay? Endless ways to do that. So like I said, you get these teams, especially the teams that really want to be SOI based, which I love. They're my favorite teams. In other words, what they want to do is they just want to grow this big data base of a book of business of people they know. Or if you're on a real estate team or you've got one, a bunch of agents on your team that you're going to help build their books of business, their SOIs. That's the best team. Everybody wants to be on that. I want to join that team if they're going to help me build my book of business and grow my SOI within that team. That's fabulous. So if that's what you want to do, what you could literally do is have, I just showed you a contact plan that lasts three months. Now imagine you do four of those a year. That's one a quarter. So you're always in your one of your contact plans. Four events, three months, that's 12 months in a year. You're always promoting the next event. The minute you have one, you start on the next one. So you're always in front of your people year round. And guess what you're always doing? You're always giving. You're always giving back to the community. You're always giving back to your people. And you can mix it up. You could do one charitable event out of those four. You could do one come and go event. You could do maybe one elite event for your real core people or one for your whole SOI. Remember your SOI. So don't get caught up in client event or client appreciation events, meaning that they have to be for your clients, like people you've represented before. Don't read too much into it. Don't speak real talk to, to the public. Everyone in your SOI is your client. At least you want them to be. So when people say client appreciation event or client event, you invite freaking everyone. So you make events where you can invite everyone. Don't make them too expensive because you like the event and it would be cool, but it just won't work with everyone. Then forget your stupid event. Remember, it's not about the event. <laughs> Pick a new topic. It's about the contacts. We want to find a, a reason. And you can tell I've coached a lot of people on this because it's amazing how much people cannot. All of you are this way. I guarantee you to some degree, you're so enamored with a certain type of event. Get the event out of your head. It's about the contacts. We've got to be able to invite everybody. We've got to be able to invite everybody. Very popular one is to have a movie theater one too, you know, um, invite everybody to a movie theater, but most movie theaters only handle hundred people max. So you better have wait lists and stuff. Cause I want you to invite everybody all the way up to the end, all the way up to the end. Okay. 
And at the end, you can start telling people, hey, we just filled up, we just filled up, but keep marketing it, even if you're filled. Because the whole point is we're trying to make contacts, okay? We're trying to make contacts. Now I'm gonna give you a lot of events and ideas, don't worry. Um, I'm literally gonna give them to you. Um, but I want you to understand that that's the important part of this. It's all about making those 100 contacts, okay? That's the key to the entire, entire deal. Let me show you some here. But here's our client events guide, right? And I'm gonna scroll past this and just start showing you this. I've told you a lot of this stuff here. Remember, this is gonna be to all the people in your SOI. And I want you to remember that for your SOI, those are all the people that, you know, you basically have a loose acquaintance with. They would recognize you by name, that's it. Don't have to know you very well. They would recognize you by name. Remember, that's our standard for getting into your SOI database. So you're not spam if you send them an email because they at least recognize you by name. You're not, you know, you're not someone random that they've never heard of because they'll we know that they will receive your marketing communications better that way. They might accept your friend request. Maybe that's, maybe I'm speaking, I'll speak modern high technology millennial. Would they accept your friend's request? If so, SOI, that's fine. Which means they're invited to your client because you're gonna treat everyone like a client until they actually use you. Make sense? So here's some holiday seasonal ones. We, we try to divide these in categories, but they add up. Photos with the Easter bunny, even though a guy dressed up in an Easter bunny is quite frankly, one of the creepiest experiences of my childhood. Um, when I had to sit on the Easter bunny's lap and they have those big black eyes, I swear to God, the Easter bunny has no soul. But if you do not do client photos with the Easter bunny, most kids are never gonna get to have that horrifying experience because it's very hard to find an Easter bunny where you can go do an Easter egg hunt. But that is a very popular client event that is right around the corner from you. In fact, I'd already probably tell you it's too late to have that one because it's only about a month away, maybe two months away for some of you. Now, two months, you could probably sneak out 10 contacts if you hustled. But you just you know have a park or someone's backyard or a big front yard and put a bunch of Easter eggs out there and get a weird Easter bunny suit and put your husband in it or something and have everybody come sit on his lap and grab uh, candy out of the Easter basket and take photos with them and move on. Simple as that. Come and go event. Real easy. Easter egg hunt goes along with it. Cinco de Miles, taco truck, real cheap, real easy event right there. Have that at a park. You know, you can, you can mix that with, you know, some sort of uh, charitable event or something like that, or even like a kid's picnic, you know, have a bounce house out there, face painting, things like that. If you want to really spruce it up, you know, in the summer, you got all these different summer events that you can do. You can mix a lot of these things together, like we've been talking about there. In the fall, you get a lot of good come and goes, like pumpkin patch. You can have people come pick up, you know, just put a bunch of pumpkins in a park or in someone's front yard or something, and they come pick them up, or you can drop them by and deliver them, but that does get, you know, tedious if you have to drop off 500 pumpkins to 500 people you know so you you promote them coming to your fake pumpkin patch which means it's just a bunch of pumpkins sitting on a lawn and they can grab them maybe take a family photo in front of some hay bales like a harvest moon type of thing you know that kind of junk pie giveaways is coming up in thanksgiving recipe giveaways and thanksgiving christmas photos with santa is probably the most popular because people just don't go to the mall anymore for photos so photos with santa everybody wants that my wife has one of those it's, it's monstrous man hundreds of people come to that every single year she's been doing it forever promotes the heck out of it, it just it's cheap man the photographer pretty much does it for free because he wants the promotion like he gives everyone one free photo but they can buy more and so and then you know you you dress someone up as santa i don't have to even pay for that 
I mean, she partners with, a, a, I think, a coffee truck or something and buys everybody one free coffee, but they can buy more after that. Just doesn't cost much. Doesn't cost much at all. Now, I'm going to tell you a way to get those costs covered, too. But these things are pretty cheap to begin with. It's just really coordinated, right? Um, photo events with Santa's, I would say that is the most popular event of all our clients. The photos, the, I told you the most popular ones are probably photos with the Easter Bunny, Easter Egg Hunt, photos with Santa, pumpkin patches, pie giveaways. They're just easy and they just get lots of traction. Lots of traction. I'll think of some more here too. You can send them around food and drink, you can have pancake breakfast. These are really good for community events too, like breakfast, things like that for, you know, piggyback when everybody's out at the soccer matches on a Saturday or the softball fields on a Saturday or things like that, or they're having some community fair or the YMCA is doing some big function or something like that. You just go piggyback that by providing breakfast to everybody out there or just promoting the event. Like I said, you can piggyback off people. So on uh, endless ways, these are all different ideas. We can incorporate food and drink, dinner and drinks. This is great. Like a cocktail hour or a happy hour. That's great, especially if there's a new restaurant that opens up in town or a new bar and grill or something. You can just go to them and say, hey, you know what? You're a new restaurant in town. I've got a big database of clients. I would love to have an event. Hey, if I bought a few different plates of appetizers, do you think you can give everybody one free drink ticket and let me just kind of have your bar? And I think I can probably get 100 people in here and you market it to your 400 people or whatever. And maybe 50 or 100 people show up and they you all just have a big happy hour. Maybe you raffle off a couple prizes or something. Or when they show up, which we're going to talk about, we have, you know, you have maybe, you know, someone who's working with you there with a laptop and they all register to get their one free drink ticket. How do they register? They give you a five-star Google review or a five-star Zillow review. They give you that, you get them one free drink ticket and they're in there networking. And again, it's, it's give to get, it's give to get. So again, really easy. You can actually do a lot of these. We, we turn them into block parties for the people that geographically farm neighborhood. You want to sell a lot of houses in a high-priced neighborhood. You can bring taco trucks up, ice cream trucks. You just basically make an open house into a block party. It's what you do. So all of a sudden, you've got this open house. And next thing you know, you pay a guy 500 bucks to bring a bounce house out there. You have a face painter and up pulls the ice cream truck. Maybe give away some helium balloons to the kids. And all of a sudden you are the town hero. I mean, everybody in that neighborhood is gonna say, I've never seen someone work harder than that guy for an open house to get traffic. And the neighbors notice it, they appreciate you've entertained and fed their kids. So very, very powerful. Anytime you bring food trucks involved, you can bring the party to them. So you can bring it to a neighborhood, any neighborhood that has a park or a community pool or just a, you know, a, a big area, maybe across the street from the neighborhood or something like that, or do it right out of the driveway of an open house have a big event around it. And guess what? Invite every member of your SOI to that open house too. Hey guys, we're having a block party over in the Summerfield neighborhood. Why? Who cares if they come, if they don't come, big deal. Just promoting more, more ways we give back. And then you can always make it charitable. If you want to make it a charitable event, you could say, bring one, like maybe you're supporting the Toys for Tots, bring one toy. And that's your admission into our event. Any of these events you see, bring one non-perishable canned good and that's your price of admission for any of these events you see bring one coat one blanket now you're actually turning any of these events into a charitable event you can take a big photo of this big pile of coats or canned foods and boxes that you've collected and then photos of you taking them over to the to the uh, canned food or the or the homeless shelter 
thanking everyone that showed up and did it, tagging them all on the Facebook post where you thank them. Endless ways to piggyback these things together. Again, none of this costs any money, guys. None of it costs any money. So have them bring the canned foods to you. Have them bring the toys, the coats, whatever you're driving to you. And now it's a charitable event. And people start to say, man, look at how much you do for the community. Even if you're not picking off, piggybacking off of somebody else's charitable event. And guess what? You are actually doing good. Hooray, hooray, right? Taco Tuesday, everybody likes tacos. I think that speaks for itself. Again, adults only, you know, getting into like cocktail things, parties. These are tougher for me because I just don't like making a big event out of them. I really don't. Um, I've seen it and they're great, um, but it's just a lot of work. I would rather like find a local charity that's doing a golf tournament and promote the heck out of that. Sponsor it maybe if you want to feel like you're a part of it formally and then promote the heck out of it like it's your golf tournament. But I do like bringing people to the local bar and grill to support local businesses and having them there and partnering with local business owners. That makes it easy. You don't have much to plan. You know what I mean? Maybe, you know, maybe we're gonna we're gonna pick up some appetizers or their first drink, or maybe we'll get the the local bar and grill to give us a deal on that. Same thing here, you can do it with cocktail parties. Moms and mimosas is a big deal. You have like a home stager come speak at some nice breakfast restaurant. You have moms and mimosas. I've seen that one be very popular. But again, you know, <clears throat> that's an event that costs money. It's a lot of planning. We see how many people show up. A little trickier. Takes more time. If you got time on your hands, do it. It does work. The happy hour one's a little easier for me. Even if only 15 people show up at the happy hour one, that's a successful one. Okay. Family friendly, turn anything into a park. You can do things at bowling alleys. That's very popular as well too. Food trucks, I told you about the movie theater. We've talked about a lot of these already. Parade watch parties. If your town has a parade, just get there early and block up a whole lot of it or, or, or find a local bar and grill and, and ask them if you can have your party in there the night of the parade. Um, that's a very popular one as well too. So the event's actually already happening. And then you just have them all show up at this, this place uh, that they want your business. And you combine the happy hour event with the parade watch party. Very, very neat there. Um, go out to the airport, airport hangers. You know, somebody with a plane or something like that. Have it out there. It's kind of cool. Um, on and on and on and on. All right. Charity. We've talked about most of these as well, too. How we piggyback off people. I think I've talked about just about every single one of these as well, too. Very, very easy way to get in the good graces. Virtual is big, too. I mean, you know, not just with pandemic concerns. We've seen that there's just a lot of contests and events we can do online that are very, very inexpensive, right? So you can literally promote things online that you don't ever even need to have a physical event, right? You can have contests online, coloring contests, Easter egg contests. You can, you can have hashtag contests and tagging things on contests. Uh, we've had front, port, port, front porch portraits where you know, we have the photographer come by and take a photo of you guys on your, your family photo of you guys on your front porch. You never have to leave. The photographer goes, gives you one free photo, and then you typically want to buy more of those digital images or higher resolution ones or stuff like that. So the photographer makes a lot of money off them, especially newer photographers are trying to break in. <clears throat> so that's a very, very popular one as well, too. I've seen that done a whole lot. Um, goodwill donation pickups, start that online and good and coordinate goodwill to come by as well, too. Um, I've had virtual happy hours where people all pour themselves a glass of wine and then there's like a comedian that shows up and uh, someone who's a local comedian or something gets on there and entertains them. They never have to leave their house, stuff like that. A lot of contests. Those are very, very popular. Okay. So getting outside a lot with social distance type of stuff, depending if you're in an area that this is, this is um, 
impactful for you. Buying out drive-in movie theaters, if there's one around you that's still in business, man, that people love that. People, I mean, I mean that's nostalgic, you know, whether people, you know, want to be in person or not. That's a very, very pow powerful one there as well, too. So having parties outside, really important. At the park, that's almost always easy. Pretty cool stuff, okay? So remember that at the end, too, we want to always be, I'm going to share, you can actually download that entire packet on the uh, on the right-hand side as well, too. That one takes a minute to upload. It's a kind of a big package, so it's coming. But that'll kind of give you an idea of how you can mix and match those. There's lots of ways to get four events out of the year, right? And I told you, most of those don't cost much money at all. Now, here's the deal. If they do cost money, because for some of those, they do cost money. Guys, I want you to understand something. Affiliates and vendors are allowed to pay for real estate agent marketing expenses. I'm going to say that again. I know you've been told that that's a RESPA violation or something. That's what they say to you when they don't want to give you money. <laughs> because there are things that are violations like kickbacks and money that way. But you're totally they're totally allowed to cooperate with you on marketing expenses. Right? So if they pay to have their logo on there with you, that's fine. Um, you really shouldn't ever see anything I showed you there cost more than 2000 bucks. And you should be able to get $2,000 from your title company, escrow company, your mortgage lender, your home warranty, even home inspectors, homeowners insurance companies. You hustle around to each of those, they should all pay for it. They can invite their SOI too. That just makes you look better and makes the event even bigger. So they can use it as their client event, invite their people. It's freaking awesome if they do. That's more people you're gonna meet. It's more people are gonna be in touch with you. And Maybe they'll give you their SOI databases so you can market to them to get them there for them. Now you're just growing your database. You're swallowing up other people's databases, right? They contribute, you put their logo on stuff, you put their signs up, maybe let them have booths there depending on the type of the event. Let them participate. It's real easy to round up 2,000 bucks from those people. I'll tell you right now, you better at least get $1,000 at least from your lender, at least. That's nothing. I love mortgage lenders, but they are tight wads. See, they market to us and we have to market to the masses and bring them all their business. On average, in most places, they make about 2% off the loan amount. So you can do the math on your average price and how many deals you give them. They take 2% commission. If you give someone three loans in a year and they give you a thousand bucks, they've got about a 12 to one return on that if you go by the median home price in America, they make a lot of money off you. They can actually co-market with you a little bit. And I would expect people that I partner with, that I give business to, to at least help me with my marketing expenses. So I would want them to be sure to contribute. So I'd be asking them, hey, I expect you to. I wanna give you first shot at this, but I gotta get someone. I mean, my coach, my trainer, my mentor, whatever you wanna use is on me to get my marketing budget filled. So I got to find somebody and I, I want you to be my first chance. I want to give you the first chance, but I got to find somebody. I need someone to help me contribute to put these events on. You do that. I will make sure that we get you a handsome return on investment, at least three to one. That's the going rate in the world. 
is a three to one return makes something worthwhile. So if they give you a thousand bucks, you give them a big enough commission where they make 3000 bucks, which should be a, about a half a commission, <laughs> you know? So they should have, you should have no problem getting them enough transactions to get a great return of 10 to one. Make sense? So that's the idea here, okay? Is we've got to make the contacts, which is uncomfortable. So we use a contact plan like the one I shared with you. And then what we've got to do is get financial support from our affiliates. Remember, mortgage lenders, title and escrow companies, home warranty companies, home inspectors will do it. Natural hazard disclosure companies will do it. I say home insurance, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So when we have all of those companies together, we should at least be able to, to, to drum up 2000 bucks. And now even the most expensive events are covered on there. That will be more than that you need for most of them. Most of them, we don't need even a thousand dollars. Those are all pretty dang cheap. Don't need to have big old galas or extravaganza dinners or things like that. Um, that's why I don't push for those. It's just, the reason I don't push for those is, A, they're, they're expensive. Now you can get people to sponsor them. Don't get me wrong. But they just take a lot of your time. And I just don't think you guys have a lot of time. So I'd rather be focused on events that are just as effective that aren't so fancy dancing. Make sense? Make them easy Make them and make them more charitable and more giving back to the community and things like that is what I'd like to see you doing. Now, the other things you can get out of this, if you do it right, is when they come to the event, make sure you're not lazy. You know, ask for things. Like, for example, always have a laptop when they sign in, like I said, and that way they can actually sign in and give you a five-star Google review or a Zillow review or a reviews on Yelp. Reviews are hard to get and they're golden. You can ask people, past clients for reviews, and you've seen how hard that is if you've tried it. But if, they're, if that review is between them and getting a free drink ticket or getting access in and they're there waiting, they'll quickly give it to you. So have that available to them. Now, if it's Google, you almost got to actually have someone there because they can't just all come through your own IP address on your laptop. So what you need to do is have somebody there with a cell phone and text them the link to your Google review. Then they have to do it on their own phone and show it to you as proof that they gave you a five-star review. Then you give them a ticket because it has to come through individual IP addresses. So that's the way you have to get a little creative with that. You can ask them to give you client testimonials when you're there. Have you know have a videographer shut up, shut up, ah, set up, or someone with an iPhone like the newest iPhone walking around saying, "Hey, can you give us a quick video testimonial?" Because you can use those video testimonials on social media posts, on websites, etc., etc., etc. Pre-listing videos, you name it. So have someone walking around getting a lot of those videos. You can actually you can ask for referrals. One of the best way to ask for referrals is have a contest, right? Maybe, you know, we get up and announce, hey, we got, we're having a raffle, we're raffling away a free iPad or a free laptop computer or tickets to the freaking Dodgers game or whatever, whatever you're giving away, free movie tickets or something, I don't know. All you gotta do is drop in, you know, fill out one of these pieces of paper and on this piece of paper, you have to say anybody that you know that's thinking about buying or selling a home in the next year with their phone number or your phone number. Put it on this sheet of paper and drop it in the fishbowl. And then we're gonna draw out the winners later. So you can actually ask for referrals that way. So you can get testimonials, you can get reviews, you can get client referrals that way. And you'll get a lot by doing it that way because they can do it secretly. They can do it low, low pressure, low, low pressure. Okay. So here's the first, here's the order of attack. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring this back to a 
to, uh, to action steps. Action step number one is I want you to determine when and where and what your client events are gonna be. My advice is calendar them out for the whole year because you have to stay on top of these contacts. So find out, don't just do one at a time or you'll end up not doing as many as you wanna do. Figure out if you wanna do one, two, three, or four a year and calendar them out. Figure out when, where, and what. That's what we need, when, where, and what. What's the theme gonna be? Use our contact plan or client event contact plan or our client event contact ideas guide that you can download to the side. Find out, decide what they're gonna be, where they're gonna be, and when they're gonna be. Then for the first one, the one that's three months from now or two months from now or however close it is, your next step is to make a marketing image for that first one. It's the first thing you do. Then you build out your client event contact plan using the template that you can download there on the side. So that way you know what your client events are gonna, contacts are gonna be every single day, every single week leading up to the event. You time block an hour a day to handle it. About all you need, hour a day, Monday through Friday to make sure you get out the email, do the calls or texts, do the direct messages, do the face, whatever the contacts are for that given week. It's all friendly, it's all positive, it's all spreading pixie dusk out there. Anybody you talk to in person, at the grocery store, at picking up the kids from school, at the soccer matches, anybody you see, you're talking about the event, inviting to the event. You see them, you pull out your phone, you text, oh, by the okay, here, what's your phone number again? Text it to them. Now you get their contact information and you text it to them and they've got the event. Save the date, man. I'll, I'll give you some follow-up reminders because now they're going to be in your SOI database because you got their contact info, right? So you gave them the event image because you saw them, but to send it to them, you needed to ask for their cell phone number and their email address. Now you've created a contact for them. You can go back to your SOI database, typey, typey, typey. It's in your CRM. They are now, you've now just grown your SOI. So it becomes, you become the event. That's what you are for those three months is making contacts, always inviting, always coming from contribution, always adding value. And that starts with that image. Then you do your client event contact plan, one hour a day. And then you're gonna make your calls and texts in that and you're gonna do the other your other contacts each weekend. Then you're gonna have your event, you're gonna do your post event contacts, and then you're gonna start on the next event. Create the image, create the client event plan, go. Have the event, post event contacts, create the next image, create the next client event contact plan, go. Simple as that. And you're just you're, you're just making contacts. Finally, for the first time in your life, you're doing contacts that are fun because they don't feel selfish. They feel like you're giving. You can enjoy it. You're just inviting people all the time. And the whole time you're giving back to the community. And that makes our entire industry and profession look good, let alone you feel good. And it makes your people happy at the same time, if that makes sense. So that's a way you can, that's why I say this is the most popular because you can make the most contacts this way. You really can, if you do it this way, you can make a ton of them and you can do it a bunch of different ways. You can be creative. You can have fun with it. So it's a really cool thing. It's a really cool thing. Just guard your time and make sure that you make it about the, the, the contacts, not the event. This is more about the contacts. So don't worry about event turnout as much. Worry more about, did I get more than 10 contacts? Thank you for listening to this episode of the Real Estate Trainer Podcast, sponsored by Eisenhower Coaching and Consulting. For more information about real estate coaching or to watch Brian's training videos, check out therealestatetrainer.com or find us on social media. 
And remember, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you get the latest episodes as soon as they're available.